Hello, church family. My name's Maya, for those new here tonight. Um, and a special welcome to all the new 2023 residence students. Um, tonight's Bible reading is from Matthew 6, verses 9 to 15. This, then, is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. We'll just pray for John. Father God, thank you that we can have John speak to us tonight and that we can listen. And just pray for humble and malleable hearts as we um, soak in your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I've got this, I've got to hear this. Hello, everybody. You first years. Man, oh man, I saw a great pile of you in there. Welcome. Good to see you here. He was driving along the road, his brain addled with alcohol and drugs. And he mounted the curb. As he mounted the curb, he went through a bus stop. And in the bus stop were three teenagers. And he killed them all. Two years later, when the judge was issuing, issuing the final verdict, their mother was in the gallery weeping her eyes out. And she cried out, I hate you, I will never forgive you. Or did she? Did she possibly say, in the midst of her racking tears, I forgive you, I forgive you. And then the world around her said, goodness, if she's prepared to forgive something like that, she must have not really loved the kids. That's our world. I was talking last week about the kingdom of God and uh, comparing the kingdom of God to the kingdom uh, of this world. And I called that the kingdom of Australia. We're talking tonight about the things that are the characteristics of the kingdom of God. This is what happens in the kingdom of God. It's not that we have to because it's a law, because it's a rule. It is that in this kingdom, this is what happens. We forgive each other. It's the hardest thing to do. Because when we really need to forgive, we're dealing with issues that go right to the very depths of our personality right to the depths of our character and right to the depths of our human nature which says I want to be in charge and if somebody's hurt me I need to hurt them back not forgive them forgiveness is a tough ask it's hard to do it requires discipline in fact I'd go so far as to say forgiveness is something you and I cannot do on our own because we're forgiving in the kingdom of God, however, we have a companion who works with us and who lives with us and who guides us and gives us the strength to do the things of the kingdom 
where we don't have them on our own. You see, these rules are not for the world that we live in because they don't understand. These things are not for the kingdom of this world because they don't have the power of the Spirit to do them. These require the power and the greatness and the majesty of God to be able to do them. What about the Truth Commission in South Africa, Bishop Desmond Tutu? Thousands of people were forgiven. And look at South Africa now. Were they really forgiven? Or is it now payback time? What lines behind Peter's answer 70 times 7? Well, in their language, 70 times 7 means all the time. It's saying... You'll never, ever in your life as a child of the living God stop forgiving somebody. That is your nature. That is who you are. That is the way you behave in the kingdom of God. It is your character. But it's the hardest thing to do because it calls into check our humanity. Here we go. I'm having trouble with this again. You want to do this for me? I've priced the batteries today. Jesus and his parables are all there to talk to us about the kingdom and about the new kingdom and about how the kingdom operates and give us some insight into what the kingdom is like and how we might live in the kingdom. Did Jesus have a right to speak about forgiveness? Did he really have a right to say, uh, well, um, you know, I want you to forgive 70 times 7? Let me check. Uh, see my servant will act wisely he will be raised up and lifted up high and exalted just as there were many who are appalled at him his appearance was so disfigured beyond that of any man and his form marred beyond human likeness so will he sprinkle many nations and kings will shut their mouths because of him for what they were not told they will see and what they have not heard they will understand who has believed our message and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? He grew up before him like a tender shoot and like a root out of dry ground. He had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him, nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and familiar with suffering. Like one from whom men hide their faces, he was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely... He took up our infirmities and carried our sorrows. Yet we considered him stricken by God, smitten by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him. And by his wounds we are healed. We like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Does he have a right to speak about forgiveness? He is the original forgiveness man. Father on the cross, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. And he says to us in my kingdom where I am the king, one of the characteristics of this kingdom is forgiveness. Isaiah 52, that was I just read from. Thanks, the next one. 
Jesus Prince presents us to the new kingdom. The kingdom of God, keep going here. The new society has values essentially different to earthly institutions. I've already mentioned before that the, the kingdom of God is a topsy-turvy kingdom. When we compare it to the kingdom of this world, the kingdom of Australia, we see that the values of this kingdom, the characteristics of this kingdom, are the reverse. They're topsy-turvy. Where the world says, hate him, fix him up. God says to us, no, 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 love him. Love him, care for him, restore him, forgive him. The new Jesus community is the community of the redeemed. And if we're the community of the redeemed, we are redeemed on the basis of forgiveness. The very foundation of who we are, the very stuff on which our life is predicated is forgiveness. And he says to us, just be like me. Just do in the kingdom the things that you need to be doing. It owes its existence to the forgiveness made possible by the Messiah's death because of what he has done we are able to do too we are the community of the forgiven and if we deny forgiveness to anyone else we speak very directly against the foundation of our own character key idea If forgiveness is not at the heart of our character, then the reason for our being ceases to exist. You're here because God has forgiven you. You're here because God loves you. And he loves you far more than you'll ever know. And he says to us, if you want to to behave in a way that really is human then let me tell you that the way to behave in a way that is really human is to copy me and forgive. When we are most sharply aware of our own sin, we are most likely to forgive others. When we know what he has paid for us, when we know what he has done for us, why can we withhold anything from anyone? Thanks. The Lord's Prayer we read early on as the introductory text for this sermon. And I wanted to say, uh, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors, that's part of the Lord's Prayer. It's not a, a prayer that we're supposed to repeat. It is a prayer that gives us the basics of prayer. But it's interesting that the one thing that Jesus picks up in that whole prayer thing again and again is healing, is, is, is forgiveness. He picks it up and he comments on it. And I've taken it from the message this time because I think it's a teeny bit clearer. In prayer, there is a connection between what God does and what you do. You can't get forgiveness from God, for instance, without also forgiving others. If you refuse to do your part, you cut yourself off from God's part. It's not that he won't forgive us. It's that we are not in contact with him because we've set up a wall between him and ourselves and in setting up a wall between him and ourselves we're not able to hear what he wants to do for us he has done this for us it is finished, it is complete but if we set up a wall we limp we limp next one guys I just wanted to put this in because I wanted to explain that if you think I'm saying that this is Jesus' idea, 
Have a look at Paul's comments right the way through every epistle. Just go through them all. Romans, 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, Thessalonians. Every one of his epistles deals with the notion of forgiveness. See, at the heart of this kingdom, this is a very significant idea. At the heart of this kingdom where we live, this is a very significant idea about our own behaviour. If you want to proceed without having stuff in your backpack to carry around and be a pain and be a weight to carry for the rest of your life, you need to learn that in this kingdom, in God's kingdom, in our kingdom where Jesus is Lord, forgiveness is plainly taught right the way through the New Testament. Thanks, guys. Personal forgiving. There are clear directions in Matthew. If your brother sins against or your sister sins against you, go and show them their fault just between the two of you. If he listens to you, you've won the brother over, but if he will not listen, take one or two others along so that every matter may be established by the testimony of two to three witnesses. If he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if he refuses even to listen to the church, tell it, teach, treat him as you would a pagan or a tax collector. In the kingdom of Australia, that means shove him out. Forget about him. Tell him he's a waste of time and a waste of space. What does it mean in the kingdom of God? Tell him he's loved. Tell him in this kingdom there is nothing that can separate him from the love of God, what God has done in the first place. Be prepared to say to him, you keep behaving this way and I will keep saying to you, God loves you. God yearns for you to come back. And I'm here to draw you back into a relationship with him. I am his servant. I'm a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Treat him as you would a pagan or a tax collector. Well, the other ones we give special treatment to, to love them back. The, the issue of communication uh, this, is, this is a bit surprising because one would think that what we say has most effect on when we talk about forgiveness with somebody. But look at this information. 7% of your message is verbally communicated. Would you believe that? 93% is communicated to somebody apart from the words that you use. Of that, 38% is through vocal tones, the way you say it. 55% is through facial expression. That is from... Select assess train. Did you know that? It's amazing. So when you're talking to somebody about uh, uh, about uh, forgiveness, you don't say, "Oh, I forgive you," or "Sorry." What does that mean? Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. This has to do with the seriousness of the heart, expressing ourselves with all of the wisdom and all of the power of the Spirit of God in us. Let's move on. Forgiveness is a qualitative issue, not a quantitative one. Let's move on and have a look at what I'm talking about. Jesus, 70 times 7. You will never, ever stop forgiving people in this kingdom. This kingdom is a kingdom of holy people. This kingdom is a, is a kingdom where people have learned that the master of the kingdom forgives and that you need to f follow what he's doing, keep up what he's doing. To forgive has to do with love and healing. 
The ultimate goal is reconciliation as long as it takes because forgiveness is about relationship. Leave that one up and let me tell you a story. One stage of the game in my life, I was pastor in a country church. While I was in the country church, I pretty soon realised that there was an issue, there was an elephant in the room in the church, and it was that uh, one brother would walk down this aisle and come and sit in church with his wife over on that side of the church. Another brother would walk down this side of the church in this aisle and sit down this side of the church with his wife. Turned out that when their father died, the one who wanted a farm more, had managed to convince everybody to give him the farmland. And the other brother had scored all the scrub. Now, do you reckon there was a set two between the two boys? Would they talk to one another? Let me ask a question. Do you think that affected the spiritual life of the church? Do you think the people in the church knew about it? Do you suspect that these two boys were having no impact on anybody around the place except themselves? Somebody needed to bang their heads together and say, come on, boys, get over it. Maybe do the right thing and give him a bit of land so he can be a farmer too. I don't know what the deals were. Deals were. But can you hear the story I'm saying? This is a qualitative issue. This, this is the quality of drawing back into a relationship so that the brothers have talked to one another, for goodness sake. Their wives talked to one another, seemed to do the best they could. Let's move on. Forgiveness is ultimately set in the context of divine grace. The kingdom of heaven is like, in the kingdom Forgiveness reigns. In the kingdom, love reigns. In the kingdom, grace reigns. In the kingdom, mercy reigns. When you live in the kingdom and I live in the kingdom, then we live by kingdom characteristics. It just is. It just is. Now, I want to say to you, I believe one of the most difficult things for Christians to do is to take this seriously. One of the most difficult things is to be able to forgive people who has damaged you. How, how the poor mum who lost her kids in that, in that crash, and you know I'm not talking about it. I didn't make that up. I, I don't know how she copes with it, how she was prepared to say, I forgive you. And I think it's only by the power of the Spirit in her life that she has the capacity to do it. Our knowledge of God's forgiveness is the only real basis of forgiveness. The fact that he forgave me, the fact that he forgave me the stuff in my life that I'm ashamed of, the fact that he forgave me from my tardiness, the fact that he forgave me for all my failures, Every single one. And he has already forgiven me for the ones that he and I both know are coming up. It is this awareness of our own forgiveness that keeps us from audacity in relation to others. If I am a son of the redeemed, how else can I behave? I would say this to you. It's more than that. Because if you alienate from the forgiver, 
How then can he forgive you in the future? Who benefits most from forgiveness? Who benefits most from forgiveness? Let's move on. In reality, we only extend God's love and forgiveness. That's all we do. We let him move through us to teach those who have done wicked things that there is a place to go to be healed themselves. And in our forgiving others, we are the witness to them of the place to go. Next. A couple of things I really want you to note. First one, Lou Smeads. If forgiveness is whitewashing of wrongs, it is wrong itself. Sorry. Oh, I forgive you. To lie like that is wickedness itself. And the last one I think is just absolutely critical for our understanding. Not to forgive is to yield oneself to another's control. If one does not forgive, then one is controlled by the other's initiatives and is locked into a sequence of act and response of outrage and revenge, tit for tat, escalating always. The present is endlessly overwhelmed and devoured by the past. In fact, there is scarcely a future to grab hold of because my heart is always trying to deal with the thing that happened back then. Let me plead with you especially guys who are just starting out on life. Learn to forgive quickly. Learn to allow the sins of others to go through to the keeper. Learn to be a disciple of Jesus Christ and be the one who says to them, you're forgiven for that. I love you. And I only love you because God loves me and because God loves you too. Forgiveness is at the heart of the gospel we live and is one of the hardest and the most powerful things ever to do. Amen.